Uh, so I do have a message for you um, this evening that has been burning on my heart, and it's a message of words. It's a message of what we speak, and the title of it is Speak Life. And uh, I wanted to share the message really to encourage you that the prophetic words have been spoken over you. In a house like this, um, you will probably get a prophetic word because uh, we, we know that we're to uh, speak prophecy for edification, exhortation, and comfort. How many, how many of you have had a prophetic word before in your life? Wow. Okay. So we've got like 100% of you that have had a prophetic word. And I want to speak to that because uh, Tracy and I have had many prophetic words over the years. And I want to share some stories of, of kind of our journey uh, living this prophetic life. Um, now, I don't know about you, but some of us have had delays in seeing our prophetic word come to pass. How many can relate to that? Okay, so many, if not, yeah, many. Um, you just simply haven't seen it yet. And um, I, I just say, don't worry, because God's got this. If God spoke a word, it will come to pass. I, wanna, I, I even want to say that when God spoke the word, the world was created. When the word spoke the word, the world was created. Jesus is the word. The, word, the Lord tells us that, that he is the word. He's the living word. But... All of this is held together by a spoken word. God said, and it became. And I want to—I uh, really want to put emphasis on this because we also were the only ones, really. Um, although I have seen a couple of Chihuahuas that you'd think some of the things they were saying were actually words, but now up to date, people only can speak and have language and and communicate by spoken word. That was your dog? They're cute, aren't they? Spoken word. God gave us the privilege of being able to speak things. And did you know that the words you speak also have destiny on them? Once they're spoken, did you know you can't get them back? So let's talk about that a little bit. God wants you to agree with the words that are spoken over your life and let them come to pass because he's the one that's speaking them. When someone gives you a prophetic word from God, that's all it is. We're a messengers delivering the word of God. And if we receive that word as precious as it is, which is this is a word from Father God. This is a word from Jesus. If we receive that word, we'll treasure it with everything that's in us. Let's, uh, today we're going we're gonna to look at some scripture around this on Matthew 13, 3. But before we go there, just think about principle of words where God spoke and it became, and then God spoke life and everything came alive. I mean, he made all of this, but even living things. And did you know that our words also create life? create life in people, create life in our own destiny. Did you know that when you listen, when you speak, or when you're pondering something or you're considering something that you actually, internally, you hear your own voice putting it out there and saying it in your head? Think about it. When you're thinking and you're pondering something, your, your own words are what you're hearing. 
to make your thoughts. Those words can actually shape your destiny. And we're going to go deeper and prove it in, in Scripture. See, the spoken word of God reproduces after itself. Everything that God did in, in the uh, creation was he was creating things with seed in them to reproduce, to multiply, to populate. And uh, that seed, those words, that this, the word of life, the seed of life, um, basically has, has formed that and each thing um, produces after its own kind. Each thing produces after its own kind. You don't plant a tree um, from an apple seed and get an orange. Each thing produces of its own kind. Um, that actually uh, trickles down to your destiny as well. Your destiny, what you speak, will actually come to pass. What you speak in accordance with God's word, his words, when you repeat God's words, they actually come to pass. Love re reproduces after itself. Uh, if, we're, if we're sharing love, if we're uh, speaking love, love comes back, doesn't it? Oh, I love you, honey. Oh, I love you, too. It comes right back to you. When we speak um, the opposite, the opposite comes back as well. So speak life. Um, the, the word has been this way from the beginning. The spoken word of God is really our challenge because the enemy wants to come and war against the word over your life. That's really where the battleground is. You know, we're born into a battleground. When we are born, we actually step foot on a battleground that is, there's, we're in a war. And, and realizing that, we've got the enemy who wants to steal your word and, uh, and, and really uh, even can get you into discouragement where you won't speak it. Um, We have to realize what the truth is. The word is, is full, the word of God, the, the written word is full of scriptures telling us the truth about this. For example, we know that God is deity. God is the most powerful being. God is everywhere. He's omnipotent, omnipresent. He's, he's all kinds of things that the devil is not. See, the devil is a created being. He's, he's actually not even in good standing. He's a fallen angel. And the angels are beneath God. And a fallen angel is beneath God. That, but sometimes the, the angel, the fallen angel, will, his craftiness, in his craftiness, he will try to get us to believe a lie. In fact, sometimes we see the enemy as even bigger than God in our lives. And we begin to agree with that, even to the point that the words that are spoken, the, the words that are going over the airwaves, the, the televisions, the movies, the, all kinds of words out there are speaking another language. It doesn't line up with the Word of God. It's telling us all kinds of falsehoods. But if you hear something enough times and you're not rooted and grounded here, oftentimes we will start to believe that. Even people in our lives can sometimes speak things over us. And I want to give you uh, just an example of that. 
uh, where listening to um, the enemy or listening even to the enemy through a person can really hurt us. I was in a dealership in East Texas this week. I work uh, in car warranties, basically, and I was in there uh, working with the management team, and this lady came pushing up on a wheelchair. She had one foot pushing. The other one wasn't working, and she pushed herself in, and she said, I hate to interrupt your business meeting. Would you guys take just a moment for me? And we're like, well, sure, and we stopped what we're doing, and there were three of us there, and she says, I'm selling these little, um, these little uh, I guess, discount cards for Sonic and different restaurants and stuff. And she said, um, I'm doing it. I'm going to help somebody that's really in a bad way. And she said, we help people with cancer. And she said, I've got a lot of needs right now. Would you guys be interested in buying one? They're $5 a piece. So we're all like, yeah, you know, we're all digging for money to give her that. And then she was trying to give us the cards, and we said... Well, no, no, just keep the cards and resell them. We just want to help you. And she said, I'm so glad you did that. She said, did you know when you do that, I get to give the money uh, to the children. And they're the ones where this is all about. She said, you see, can I tell you my story? And I'm like, well, sure, yeah, share your story with it. She said, I died. She said, I died about seven years ago. And uh, I was, um, I had cancer and, uh, and I died on the, on the table, and she said, uh, while I was, this, um, you know, in, an, in another place, she said, the Lord said, you've got to hurry. She said, uh, the Lord started my ministry. And she said, when I came out of the, uh, the, uh, the coma and, and, and came back to life, my husband was there, and I go, we've got to start it. We've got to start it. And he goes, oh, settle down. Don't hurt yourself, you know. She goes, no, no. The Lord has told me to start a ministry. And she said, uh, the doctor had told me that um, it was a bad report. She said the doctor told me that I didn't even have a week to live. And she said, I felt like I should just declare it boldly. And she said, do I have a number on my foot? And the doctor's going, well, no, you don't. And she said, then the word of God stands, and I will be made whole, and I will not have cancer, and I will live and not die. The Lord has started a ministry. Seven years ago. She said, some days it's so bad that my husband has to lift me into the van. But today's a good day. Thank you all very much for your contribution. And I'm like, oh my gosh. How many times have I complained about the most minor thing? And I turned to the guys there and I said, we don't have one thing to complain about. And there, you're right. We don't have one thing to complain about. See, there are many of us that are believing the Word of God and standing on that Word of God like this woman. There's nothing that's going to change her mind. Until they put a number on her foot, she will preach the gospel. And she did to us. And in a, a situation that none of us would want to be in. Let's pray for her. Lord, I just pray right now for that precious woman. I pray that you would just continue to keep her strong and heal her cancer. I pray you'd give her her, um, where she can walk again, Lord. I pray you'd prosper, uh, prosper her in all good things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's look at the word. Let's turn your, your Bibles to, thir um, I'm sorry, to Matthew 13, 3.
I'm going to read this um, passage of scripture. For Jesus is speaking in parables, and he's teaching uh, on the sower of the seed. And it's a wonderful passage. I've heard it preached many different ways. My, it was my father's very favorite uh, passage of scripture, being a farmer that was had a green thumb and was an amazing farmer, could always brought in the crop. But uh, I'll, I'll go ahead. Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, they were immediate, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Some fell on, among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground, and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Lord, let us have one hundredfold, sixty and thirtyfold, Lord. Let us have the better part, the good part, in Jesus' name. See, in Matthew 13, Jesus gave the interpretation of the parables, and we'll look at it. He tells us that the seed is the word of God and that the sower is God, so that your battle is over the word. The enemy is going to fight you for it, and he'll fight you in two ways. He'll fight you internally, he'll fight you externally. Internally is the battle of the heart. The Lord tells us that the heart, out of what's in your heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, it's hard to manage what comes out of here unless this is right. And that's a, we, there's really, there are very practical ways to work on your heart. There are very practical ways to get this right. And the Word of God is full of good news that will help you to become who the Lord says you are and not listen to the outside sources of the world and let them define you. In Matthew 13, 18, I'm sorry, externally, uh, on the external side, you have voices coming in. The enemy wants to come in and, and pervert the word of God. You have all of these voices flooding you all the time. It's last weekend, we went to see a dear friend of ours and we, we drove to the country. And immediately I was aware when we got out of the vehicle the peace of the countryside. There was no noise. There was no car honking or anyone yelling. Just peace came. See, we have so many images and so many voices in our ears all the time. It's just there's a noise out there that is from the world. And we need to be the counterpart. We need to be the other side, the real article, which is a word being spoken like that precious lady that says Jesus is still Lord here. Let's look at Matthew 13, 18. If you have your Bibles, let's read it together. Jesus explains the parable. He said, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. 
This is he who receives seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, and it endures a short while. For when the tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received the seed among the thorns is who hears the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, they choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But here's the best part. But he who receives seed on good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixty and some thirty. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, let us be those who receive seed on good ground. Let us be those who understand the word and produce good, good fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. The external words, the external battle are hurtful words, the stresses of life. I don't know if any of you get caught up in it. I certainly do. That the stresses, the noise, the, uh, all of that coming at us. Uh, Lord knows if you sit and listen to talk radio or you sit and listen to, um, you know, Fox News or if you listen to all that's going on all over the earth and you, and you sit down and deduce what was good news and what was bad news, I think the bad news would outweigh the good, don't you? Taking that in all the time can actually just make us sick. Now, as Christians, we're called to take dominion of the earth, and we're called not to bury our head in the sand. I'm not saying that, but the word of God is our word, not the word of those who are selling newspapers. Lord knows the newspapers are out of business anyway, almost. And maybe the other will be too. But I will tell you, the word of God is what we have to stand on. And I'm, I'm pointing back to the word of God today. I'm saying, let's, let's believe the good scriptures too. <clears throat> Finances, health, bad health issues, hurtful relationships, any kind of opposition, even accusation and slander, um, jealousy, envy, all of that are the external battle. And, and frankly, if you live on this earth very long, you've probably experienced some of that. All of us have, right? Some part of that, maybe every one of those things at least once or twice. I know Tracy and I have. And the Lord wouldn't let us defend ourselves. There are many times when we've had people say terrible things about us. And we're like, um, I, I laugh at Pastor Terry. We were out to dinner. Uh, he's our pastor from Sojourn Church. And, and we were talking about this one time. And he goes, you know... He said, every morning I wake up and I just want to bless people all day long. And he said, by the time I go, <laughs> go to bed at, at night, a lot of times I've offended a bunch of people and they're mad at me over something, you know. But really, even if your heart is, is to serve, uh, serve the other person, sometimes it doesn't get received that way, right? But it's not important. What's important is what the Word of God says. He said, we're blessed to be a blessing. See, we want our reward here and in heaven. Really, I do. I mean, it's human nature, right? 
But the Lord, uh, I, I think if it's between one or the other, I think the Lord is saving the best for us. In fact, he's actually given us the ability to transform where we live as ambassadors of that great place. See, when things happen, we need to focus on the um, responding to what happens. How do we respond when things happen? See, if you're waiting for everything to be okay in the world, you're going to wait a long time because it never will be. You always have issues. The Lord told us that. He promised that in the world, in the, the word, that there will always be issues. There will always be trouble in the earth. So we can't, get, we can't make it work for us that way. We can't say, if only we didn't have trouble in the earth. Now, I do know about a thousand years that's coming up, but we don't have that right now. So there's trouble. And there's going to continue to be trouble. So understand that our breakthrough then is the word that's been spoken of over us. In fact, I want to look at how we can use the word that's been spoken to get our breakthrough. How do we activate it? Because I will tell you, the word that's been spoken over you is still out there. We just need to activate it. We just need to come into agreement with it and activate it. Everybody good? The word doesn't go away once it's spoken. It's there. In fact, the word of God is yes and amen. Sometimes we hear the yes, but we're waiting for the amen. So let's look at the word. Um, the word will happen. We have to believe that. If you've got a, a, a word from God, you've got the prophetic word of God that typically it's proven by twos and threes. There are witnesses. You know that you've got the word of God. It will happen. Now, how can we kill the word? How can we delay it? See, a lot of the time the word will come, but it comes on God's timetable, not ours. In fact, I would tell you, in my own life, sometimes I've wanted the word that has been spoken. And because of the timing, I'd actually go into unbelief and actually accuse God with it. See, the word that's promised, the word of promise, would actually, you could actually go there and say, it's not the word of promise, it's the word of delay, and it's God's fault. You're holding up my word, God. That's my, my word. You're holding it up. What's the problem up there? But see, only God knows when that word's to be released. Only God knows when you're ready for it. Only God knows how it affects all the lives around you. We don't live in a vacuum. God might have your word ready, but he's waiting on your brother over here to bless him in some way with your word. We all are part of this together. Um, the word has power to change your circumstances. You have to believe that the spoken word of God has power to change your circumstances. Your circumstances are, of course, the external battle. We may see... Um, we may see the word delayed because of speaking against the word like grumbling or complaining. And um, I'm not saying we intentionally do that, but sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, I want to be this or I want that or, you know, I've been promised this. But you think about grumbling and complaining like David, he, he had to wait on his word a long time. 
Had he grumbled and complained, he probably would not have seen it come to pass the way he did. But he was satisfied in the Lord and he took pleasure in him just because he's the Lord. And then the word came. And it was all done for him. But now I'm not saying that we have to just not talk to the Lord about it. It's just yes and amen all the time. David definitely did. Think about some of his songs where he would, he would say, how long, O Lord? I mean, he would cry out about it. But then he'd always come back and what? Talk about, Lord, you are faithful. You are true. I believe your word. You are my pleasure. You're... He'd sing a song to him and say, but Lord... Don't you know what, it, what that does to a father when his kid does that? It just says, you're the best dad in the whole world. I love you with everything that's in me. The Lord has to really be moved by that. Will we believe our words or will we believe the world? I know I'm going to try to get on a better track with this. Even preaching this word made me watch my words all week. And I had to chew on a couple of them. They were on their way out, believe me. What are we called to do? Build, expand. But we're also called to tear down. But not one another. We're called to tear down the works of the enemy here on the earth. And that's what we have to agree with. The Lord's telling us what to do. If the Lord tells us to tear down the works of the enemy, let's tear it down. Let's do both. So I want to encourage you, write down the words that the Lord has given you. How many journaler words? My wife. Best I've ever seen at this. Maybe some of the others here are just as good, but she has a book that thick of the words that have been spoken over. And I get to benefit that from, from her because we're one. She will pray those words in. In fact, I haven't been as faithful to pray it, but she's like, you know, I'll pray it for both of us. And she has prayed many words. Uh, I've had breakthrough in my business as a direct result of my wife praying over my business every single day with the intercessor team in this church. Praise the Lord. Can somebody write? Thank you. That I felt the movement happen. In fact, there was one case. I'll just give you a little bit about it. There was one time when we were... We, we had gotten word after word and really uh, trusted by trusted um, intercessors and, and uh, prophetic folks. And we knew that it was going to be okay to move out, but nothing in the natural looked like it was. And I wanted to be out on my own. And, and this, I wanted to uh, break the relationships I was in as far as the partnerships were concerned in such a way that it was honorable to God. And the business, uh, the, the business relationship, um, I mean, it, they didn't want to be out of it. And it, there was no way I was going to get them out of it without their consent. And we prayed, and we put an offer forth, and we did all this stuff to make all this stuff happen. Um, but the prayer bro was, was the breakthrough. We met a stone wall. I mean, there was no movement for a while couple months two or three months and prayed and prayed and prayed and then one day uh, Tracy and I held hands in the car and prayed said Lord would you give us our breakthrough and within five minutes within five minutes the breakthrough came at exactly the terms that we wanted and agreed to 
Come on. See, hanging on to your words, you can repeat those words daily. Just pray them out. Lord, the word over my life is whatever it is. And write those down. And actually see those come to pass. And when that one comes to pass, pray another one. And when that one comes to pass, pray, you know, get three or four of them going at once. And, and then you get a new word and you pray that in. And then you get a new word. And it's called living not by sight, but by the word of the Lord. It's hard for us to are uh, raised a different way. Those that have been raised uh, to, you know, meant to be, it's up to me and all that kind of stuff. Those motivational uh, speeches we heard all those years, right? But I would tell you this, when I, when I finally slow myself to pray, things happen. Things happen. That God gives us the ability to make wealth. And I'm in the marketplace. And so my job is to make wealth. But he gives us precious women that come in pushing a wheelchair. He gives us ministry opportunities in the workplace. It's the most beautiful thing when you're, when you're in the world and you're able to do ministry. Now, this time she ministered to us, but there are many cases where we, my team gets a chance to minister to others. Okay, so when the promise isn't happening, it's due to these three things. This is very practical. It may not be the timing of the Lord. You've done nothing wrong. We're not like trying to earn something. The Lord's just not ready to do it. And he gets to decide. And since it's his deal and we're just being a part of it as his ambassadors, we do get to let him make that decision. Number two is speaking or living opposite the word. See, when you speak... You could say, I believe the word, I have faith for it. But if you don't take action that lines up with what you're having faith for there, if you don't take action with it, then do you really believe it? In other words, if you believe something, you have to act as if you believe it's going to happen. Right? If you really have faith for it. In other words, if you believe it's going to rain, you have to bring your umbrella. Wear your boots. It's as simple as that. You can say, I believe, but where's the action? There is a part that's required of us. I don't think you just sit around on a cloud here on earth and, you know, sit on your easy chair and say, God, do it all for me. Well, you trying to work for your salvation. No, I'm not working for anything like that. That's a free gift. But what I am saying is we need to partner with the word. And if you believe it, you will do that naturally. You won't have to be prodded to. Okay, so the third is persecution or accusation. If we're bound up holding uh, offenses, um, and, you know, we're holding a brother captive by the way we feel or the word. A lot of times it's jealousy. It could be maybe this guy didn't treat you right or whatever. If we don't forgive and release, then we won't be forgiven and released. If we forgive, Lord forgives. We don't forgive, Lord doesn't forgive. So we need to make sure that if there's anyone on a list like that, that we forgive and release. One of the best prayers I've ever heard is, God, don't hold their sin against them in, in, in heaven. In fact, as it relates to me, there is no offense. I want you to wipe the slate clean to the person that hurt me. That's a pretty good prayer. Don't hold it against them at all. It's very similar to what Jesus prays. So it's God's timing 
could be our grumbling, complaining, speaking the opposite of the word, or it's others' persecution and accusation. Pretty simple. The good news is the solution is the same to all three. The parable of the sower gives us a way to succeed. Number one, he says he who hears the word and understands it. Understand how to work the word. Stand in faith and agree with God's word. We have to understand it. Number two is keep the word by speaking and believing what God spoke. If we believe, we must act as if we expect it to come to pass. And this does require action. Number three is have patience and trust God's timing, even though we don't want to. Even though we know that we're, we're wanting something. And it's okay to want something. But let's trust him for it, and he will delight you. Number one, understand the word. Number two, keep the word by speaking and believing and acting as if you do believe it. And then number three is having patience for God's timing of the word. Renew the mind through the word of God. When it's read or listened to, we hear, our, we hear the word. It's actually renewing our minds, feeding it with God, the words of God. The words of God have power. We've already said that. So feed your mind with your words, speaking it out loud and hearing it. I like to listen to it. Um, my generation, I'm much younger than most of you. My generation likes to just hear it on an electronic device of some type, like Bluetooth. <laughs> Y'all know what that is? It's this really cool thing. You can't see it, but it's still there. It's kind of like the Holy Spirit <laughs> in audio. Renew the mind through the washing of the water of the word. The mind gets renewed. It was Jesus' good pleasure to renew, our, to renew our, our minds that way. Pray. Connect with Jesus in that prayer closet. Pray. The living word. Pray. Jesus is the living word. Connect with him. And then get deliverance. Yep, I said it. Get deliverance. I want to recommend a ministry to you. Who's heard of an RTF? This ministry is so good that you could take a perfectly good pastor and find 12 ungodly beliefs in that pastor. <laughs> you knew you were going to get a testimony of some kind. See, the ungodly beliefs, not, in other words, when you disagree with what the word says, that's an ungodly belief. And if you're holding ungodly beliefs, it can do all of this to you. It can delay your promise. You might be speaking something out right now that's putting a delay on things. So we want to make sure we're healthy. And I'm not making light of that. A lot of, a lot of us, terrible things have happened to us in our lives. But I will tell you, tell you this. Restoring the foundation is good work. You get your foundation all cleaned up and all, you know, in good shape there and great things start to happen for you. And I will tell you, when I went through the Restoring the Foundations ministry, it, I found some things there that were ungodly beliefs, and after we dealt with those, I had the courage to step out and start speaking the word and start believing the word, and with my wife and Jason Hooper and other people that, that we know, speaking that, our intercessory team saying, go for it. We put the word, activated the word, we put the word into action, and my life's been changed for the better. 
See, my mission uh, all along, we've had words that we're going to come up together, the, my business and storehouse, that I'm called to sow into the kingdom. And it's my good pleasure to do so. I love to sow. I know a lot of you do. All right, with that said, get deliverance. The trauma that could have happened, the you know things that have happened. Lord, call us, Luke 4, 18 and 19, set the captive free. He's only saying that because he's told us in the New Testament there are demons, real ones. And they're, they've come to um, snuff out your promise. You know, they come to just hinder you all the time. And we've got to break through that. When hearts are healed, it's easy to speak life. Then you're so happy, you're just like, oh, man, oh, come here. Let me tell you. Everything's about Jesus when hearts are healed. You're so happy. You're so joyful. In summary, speak life. Speak life. Be glad. Don't complain. Be positive in our speech. Even at our workplace. Be positive in our speech. In fact, when we're like that, we call the workplace to jealousy. What do you have? Why are you so happy about it? You really want to know? You got a minute? Get your elevator pitch down cold. Well, I got to tell you, in 1994, Jesus changed my life, and I hadn't been the same since. I was a terrible human being before that, and sometimes after. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, he's restoring. He's restoring. Speak life to others. When they hear about it, they, they're going to hear about Christ, too, through, uh, Christ through you. Well, I'm not an evangelist. Yes, you are. That's another one of those lie words. Who's an evangelist in here? I want to see every hand in the air, every one of you. Every one of you is an evangelist. Your life speaks of it when you walk out of here. I'm going to agree with my wife on the glowing ones, that you shine. How do you like to do that? It's like, what's going on with you? Oh, it's that new skin treatment I've been doing. It's this laser light thing. It's amazing. It only costs $1,000 a minute. It's great. <clears throat> it's one of those live forever things. I'm sure you get it. The true riches of this earth are Jesus Christ. Those are the true riches, and we have it, and it doesn't cost anything. It's a free gift, the Son of God, to come and die for our sins. We have Jesus. All the rest of it, sure, we need it, but the Lord's already promised he'd take care of us, hasn't he? He's going to put shelter over your head. He's going to give food in your belly. He's going to make sure you got clothes on your back, and that's enough. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. I thank you personally for this message. Lord, you're, you're changing me through the words I'm speaking. And I pray that this whole body of Christ, it wouldn't just be another Sunday message, Lord, but I pray that there be real change happening as a result of this word. I pray you bless everyone here. Release the words, Lord, according to your timing and your good pleasure only. Lord, we believe you and we trust in you. And we trust you to bring our word forth in due season. Lord, help everyone here, Lord, to get closer to you. 
because you are the true riches of this life. And we pray in your precious son's name, Jesus. Amen. Now, I want to activate this message. If I could have, uh, I, I just wanted to say that a lot of times the best way to agree with God's word is to get some of the things that are close to you, some of the things that matter to you, and declare them over your life. Just like my wife and the prayer team, declaring the word, declaring this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is what God said, this is right and what God's doing in this hour. So we're going to read these together. Can everyone stand, please? If you would, just, uh, just honor me in this. Every word, every mouth speaking these as we go. Are you ready? The Lord has plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Plans to give me hope and a future. Because I am a generous person, I prosper. I refresh others and am also refreshed myself. God did not give me a spirit of timidity, but he has given me a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Whatever is impossible for me is possible with God. All things are possible. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. I delight myself in the Lord, and he gives me the desires of my heart. I hope in the Lord, and my strength is renewed. I soar on wings like eagles. I run and do not grow weary. I walk and do not faint. I think on things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Through Jesus, I am made righteous. What I desire will be granted. In all ways, I acknowledge God, and he makes my path straight. Now, when you leave, we're going to uh, hand out these little bookmarks, and those are just some of the declarations that are on the bookmarks, so you'll have those. But I do want you to do one more thing for me, and then we're going to have uh, a prayer line up here to pray for you. One more thing. Now, these are just some declarations that I'm going to make, but you have your own. Whatever those words are that you need to speak over your life, I want you to dig them out of the word and I want you to write them down and I want you to start speaking those out over your life just once a day for 30 days. I know, but that's what we do at RTF. And when we read those words over us, it really does activate your belief for those words. Will you do it?